Welcome to episode 14 of The Life and Times of the Osborne Man. I am your host, Holly Hazard. You may remember that a few weeks ago, we featured several 1920 letters from Marion, a newly minted teacher, both reveling in her first adult experiences away from home and struggling with the disappointments of her first job, problems with her landlady, and the freedom to go shopping in Philadelphia and to visit her aunt and uncle. We also featured some letters from Betty, her younger sister, now a freshman at Syracuse University, where Marion had graduated last year. This week, we hear much more from Elizabeth, or Betty, who's having a swell time in college and also keeping track of things at home. Betty is clearly an intelligent and curious student, and also a hit on the social scene. She references a lecture by Professor Clausen, the historical event of a General Falk who was a French commander during World War I, and knit into thoughts about her own life. That's certainly more history than I ever referenced in a letter home. And she's president of her dorm hall, rushing a sorority, loving football games and weekly dances. Betty uses words and phrases unfamiliar now, but clearly in the vernacular of the time, like swell and peachy and I'll be switched. She's also often pleading for her brother Frank, a high school junior, Louise, a freshman, or her mother to visit. Living in Earlville again, the family is less than an hour from Syracuse. The family all refer to the children from 12 to 20 as, quote, kids, end quote, along with the same reference for their own friends in college and beyond. The letters have been edited a bit for clarity. And now, Betty writes home. October 1st, 1920, Friday p.m. Dear Mother and All, My last class for today was over at 1, and now I'm going over to sign up for tennis. Your letter came this a.m., and I'll try and get this in so I can have one more. I've written Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, and heard from you Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. I told the girls that what you said about the high-busted cake— Mrs. Lewis asked you about L. What's that? Sore about what? I don't get it. Explain. Glad Miss Port is married, just to show Mr. Rex. That's all right. Don't worry about the boxes. How much settled are you? Wednesday night, we, the F girls and us, got so hungry that at 9.15, I put on my winter coat, no dress, and went down to the store next door and got wafers and fig newtons. We made hot chocolate over their electric plate and had a swell time. Last night, the YW girls were selling wedding cake, which proved to be the big bars of fudge downstairs. We have that and hot chocolate again before we went to bed. I'm getting my works fixed now, so I don't have much to do and have my letters all up except one to Aunt Bess. Yesterday afternoon, I went to YW as Professor Classen spoke. Do you remember that address he gave? Somewhere on the strategy of Foch about a battle can't be lost until you quit fighting, when you're facing defeat is the time to advance, and Foch's famed telegram? Maybe he didn't hear it, but anyway, he gave the same thing, and it was wonderful. I am going there to church Sunday. The juniors in the hall have sent out the cleverest invitation. In right-hand corner, one in blue jay color and one small one in green. In the lower left corner, the downtown signpost, stop go. It says, step out with the juniors on Saturday night and let them see that you turn to the right. It is a play for go to the right at the Empire. Tell Frank to write and tell me all about the juniors in high school and his work. Also, Louise, they have lots of time. I always did. Int. Lots of love, Betty. Send to mother immediately. Last one this week. October 4th, 1920. Monday a.m. Dear everyone, 
I've just come back from swimming class, what didn't meet, and instead of going up on fourth before my next class, I'm sought in a swell big chair in the parlor. I've got to go easy on letters this week, as there is just heaps going on. Tuesday night, freshman organization meeting. Wednesday, quiz in Latin. Wednesday night, Alpha Chai is entertaining DKE pledges in honor of our pledges. Thursday night, middle party. Friday, tea for Mrs. Watson, the chaperone of the house, and pledge meeting Saturday night, Galley Curtucci. But I don't know for certain whether I shall go. Oh, yes, and long theme for Saturday, Mother. Your Saturday letter came the a.m., so now you know when to get your letter in for Monday. Once again, who is the junior president? And make Frank and Louise write about school. Hip-hip for Louise's Latin marks. Keep it up. And hip-hip for the football time. For goodness sakes, the next time you have a cake hanging around that you know won't be eaten, send it up, even if it's a marble one. Marion, your long Thursday letter came Saturday a.m., and I was mighty glad to get it. You had had other besides that one by the time I got it, I hope. Have the girls written about how wonderful everything is going at the house? Chaperone, cook, chore boy, and everything? Mother will be glad to hear this. We had lots of fun at the game Saturday, Syracuse versus Vermont. I went with Virginia Sprague, and then all the Alpha Chais found us, and we sat together. B and Loretta F. got a silly streak on and got Louis so disgusted we all about died. You'd never think it was an exciting game to hear the score 49-0, but it was. One forward pass was wonderful. Just raced right down the field and made a touchdown. But the most exciting one was the one Alpha Chai made. The line was almost up to the goalpost, and Marg Buckley turned around and whispered to B to concentrate that Fritz would make a touchdown. He hadn't made any thrilling plays, so we all sat there yelling, Fritz's touchdown, touchdown Fritz, etc. And I'll be switched if he didn't get the ball and go right through the center and make one. It was the weirdest thing I ever saw, and we just about passed out over it. A Vermont man got his leg broken. Kathy Wilcox tried to get me to go to a Kappa Sigma dance Saturday night, but I thought as long as the junior invitation was out first and being as how I am president, the kids here would think it was funny. And anyway, I wanted to go to the play. Each junior had a frosh. Mine was Grace Jones. We walked and went rush. I told you about it, didn't I? Marion? Turn to the right. It was good. Yesterday, I went to First Baptist in AM, rode to Aunt Bess, and went for a walk with Laura Sprague and B. In the end, we had all the pledges picked up and went to house for lunch. Got initiated into working. It was a mess. There was a rushy, but no one hardly came when they rang the gong. They just strung in, and in the end, about everyone was out in the dining room, helping themselves to everything. And then another rushy came in, and there was hardly a thing left. A bunch of S.E.E.s came over, and one Sigma Nu. My mister was the Sigma Nu. He is a junior. There was Virginia, Dot Sloat, Pledge, Laura S., and Anne McCracken. We had a really good time. Ukes and their song and ours. Dot Moffat is sure a peach. I think this completes the news. Love to all. Betty. October 7th, 1920. Thursday noon. Dear Mother, absolutely no time to write. Louise and Dad's letters, peachy. Of course, yours that came this a.m. was, too. You probably have heard from Marion by now and my letter and hers. Letter from Aunt Bess with one from Aunt Lil and Milo. She sent a clever poem she had written about our class. Also another print of George. One dollar. Now, please send Marion's heavy gray swimming cap. Shall I get a tan velour tam for $4.79 a yard? 
I've got to have one or a common sport hat. I want Louise to come up for some weekend. When would it be best? I expect all of you to come up for the Colgate game. Decide and let me know at once. The pit game is October 16th. Wash and Jeff, November 6th. Colgate, November 20th. Couldn't Frank come up for one of the first two? Let me know. Big frosh party Saturday night added to the list. Love, Betty. October 14th, 1920. Thursday, 8 p.m. Dear Mother, If I don't hear from you people pretty quick, I'll be starting home to see if everything is all right. Haven't heard from anyone for two days. If you have any letters from Marion, send them on. Getting ready for the pit game is wonderful. Every fraternity house and big building on the hill has some sign such as Beat Pit. Every night there are marvelous, indoor or outdoor. Tonight it is town in the city, mass meetings. Just now, someone, upperclassmen, in the store said they had the preppiest frosh mass meeting this noon. It sure was great. More snap in the songs. Terribly busy today. Lots of love, Betty. Betty may be the most social college student I've ever heard of, and that's saying something. This week, Betty was narrated by Jesse Witten. This podcast is produced by Holly Hazard. Music is provided by Escalante Music from Pond 5. Thank you so much for listening.